it's Earl. Hey, it's Four Ends, and together we are Character, Character Replay. Replay. first part of the two-part Carrie Bradshaw episode. Yes. Um, yeah, we've been dying for this. Gagging. I'm like Pooja here. <laughs> dying, dying for, for it. it. I know what you're asking for it. You're dying for it. <laughs> Do you know the like, DMs I've had that's like, when are you guys doing Carrie? Like, when you do Carrie, can you say this? Can you say that? I was oh like, I'm like at, be, at, be at peace, my children. It is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I have you. I have you. Oh my goodness, I'm here for you. Oh my goodness. No, yeah, I've been looking forward to it. I think we both have a lot. We're very passionate about Carrie, about this character. We both have a lot to say. But can I just say, that being said, I feel like you didn't start hating her until I came onto the scene. Like, I feel like when we were doing our lives, you were kind of like, mm, she's not that bad. Yeah, I and then by do. the time I was done with you, you hated her. And I mean, my work on this planet is done. So but... the thing is, right, I agree. I don't, I don't, I can't still say that I hate her, but I, I, I completely see like why lots of people find her incredibly annoying, incredibly frustrating yeah. and really dislike her. And she is super problematic. Like I, I have a lot of thoughts on her. I do. And there are things that I think, there's things about her that have been brought to light that I really dislike now, but I don't know if I can say I hate her. Oh, I can. Uh. I think, I think (laughs) after, like, I think she is the TV character I hate the most. Like, Literally, really? we're here to dissect the TV characters you guys like love to hate, but love to hate Carrie Bradshaw. I like she's you hate, hate, yeah, you hate to hate. <laughs> I've never had so much dislike for somebody I don't like personally know the way I dislike oh her. Oh my goodness, so, do you know what? That is how I feel. This is completely left field, but that is how I feel about a couple of real housewife characters. Which ones? Um, about so, Atlanta. Atlanta's the only one I know. <laughs> oh my goodness, girls. So firstly, from the real housewives of Orange County, Vicky Gumbinson, like she, she has a rap sheet as long as my arm. Um, and then from Atlanta, Giselle and Robin. I cannot stand them. No, they're, that, they're not Atlanta. They're not Atlanta. They are... Um... Sorry. They Wait. Oh, Potomac. Yeah, Sorry. Pot- yeah. Can't stand them. Potomac, they are so irritating. Atlanta. I know everyone hates Nini. I actually... The show became worse when she left. Yeah. I hate Kenya. Oh, my unless God. Unless she's yes, changed since it. I last watched... Oh, I was so scared you were going to say you like Kenya because... Then I was like, oh, we can't be friends anymore. I hate, (laughs) I hate Kenya. Like, I hate her. I hate her. Legit. Like, how you feel about Carrie Bradshaw? Like, I have never disliked all of these people grouped in one. I never disliked people so much that I don't even know. Like, I just don't understand how people can behave the way they behave and get away with it. I cannot stand Kenya. Can you hear it in my voice, guys? How much I cannot stand. She's her. part. Of, jokes aside, <laughs> she's part of the reason why I stopped watching um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't because it seems like the hate was shifting and people were kind of like trying to like mm. finding her endearing. And I was like, yeah, I don't fuck with this shit. Like, and I left. Yeah, but I haven't watched Potomac in ages. But when I did, I hated Giselle and Robin as well. And to be fair, I hated um, the one that had a black Bill Gates husband. Is she still about Karen? Yeah, Karen. <laughs> Karen, your hairline was black back. 
and oh, you had so much energy. Even Bill Gates, he didn't. He didn't even pay his taxes. They were like broke by the second season. Like stop it. And all of the. And do you know the one thing I hated about these women was they they all lit. Everything about them was so naughties. Like I kept watching. I kept looking at when was this filmed. Like they had those cookers you had right. in the two thousands in the kitchens. Um, they dressed like we were in the 2000s. So I was like, everything is not computing because you all seem to have all this money, but you all look like you're stuck in the 2000s. Honestly, I don't like even the decor of the kitchen. I'm just thinking, when is this going to get a revamp? Like the ladies in Beverly Hills have already been there, done that. Can we like, you know, get with the program? Oh God, it felt like I was watching season one of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was like, I'm, I'm a stuck in a time warp or something. Like, yes. Oh my goodness. But back to why we're here. Carrie Bradshaw, the one and only. So, um, as I mentioned, this is the first part of the two-part episode. And um, we will be back with the second part next week. So let's get into it. So, um, I feel like if you've watched uh, Sex and City, you know Carrie Bradshaw, but just a quick overview on who she is. She is Carrie Bradshaw. She lives in a brownstone um, and makes very little money, but somehow still manages to live in Manhattan in a brownstone. But we'll come to that. So, she writes a weekly column called Sex and the City for a fictional newspaper, The New York Star. I'm not really sure how much money she gets paid, but I mean, the column focuses on her sex life. Well, I want to say her sex life, but it's mainly her friends' sex lives and relationships. And then with a sprinkle of hers, like she uses them as like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Guinea pigs, maybe? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And it's just that like, does she ask them for permission? Because literally something will happen in one of their lives. And then she's typing on her laptop a column about this. Does she ask them if they're okay with Honestly, that? Honestly, like, before the thing has finished happening in their lives, it's there for She's New York City to read. And then literally, I'm just like, you're like those people that come on Twitter and tell their friends' life stories without permission. That's the thing. But what I also don't understand is that in the show, maybe aside from her friends, like, people look at her as, like, an icon. Like, there are times where people meet her in public and they're like, oh, my God, you're Carrie Bradshaw? And I think, uh, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting like a cramp. (laughs) I wish you could all see Foran's face right now because she looks exhausted. She looks so fed up. I am shattered. And we're five minutes in. (laughs) Please send help because I'm not sure we're ready by the end. (laughs) Literally send help. Um, So yeah, she writes a column, you know, people see her as an icon, which is questionable to me, but okay. And then, so she writes this column that I'm not sure she, you get paid enough to even live where she lives, but you know, there's that. And then she starts writing for Vogue, not really sure how that happened. Um, Not sure of the skill and ability that just, so many questions, but she starts writing for Vogue. Yeah, that was very scary. (laughs) Um, yeah, so she starts writing for Vogue. Um, you know, I guess that's it in terms of her career. Because it doesn't really... Not that being a writer isn't ambitious at all. Of course it is. But I'm saying Carrie Bradshaw specifically. There isn't... She doesn't strike me as somebody that's overly ambitious. She just writes a column. She's fine as long yeah. as she, she can buy her um, $400 shoes. Manolos, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's really it. Like, she writes for Vogue. That's cool. There's no, no, no focus. She does write the book. Oh, she That was does, the only but... thing I can say that, like, she really stepped out as an individual and was like, okay, I did this. She, she writes the book. True. That is true. Yeah. So I guess that's it 
it for her career, but I guess where we really see her character and get to where we really sort of kind of dissect her is her relationships and her interactions with the other women and then her romantic yeah. relationships and her friendships and all of that stuff. So, and also her style. So when I was actually... Sorry, so before we go to her style, I just... Because I hate Carrie so much. Like, Elle did the, um, you know, uh, very... I don't know if politically correct thing is the word, but, she, you know, she was very objective in her narration of Carrie's character. I have a lot of bad words here just to describe her. Go for it. Um, Let it rip. <laughs> yeah. So I started this off with Airy Fairy. <laughs> I started off with Airy Fairy because I think that encapsulates everything about her. She just head in the clouds, doesn't know whether she's coming or she's going. That's Carrie Bradshaw. Extremely irresponsible. She never has money. Um, you know, there was that time she slept with a man for money. I mean, she didn't realise she was sleeping with a man for money, but she was, she was, and we'll get into this, but I've said this earlier on on another um, episode, that this show is about money. Like, people don't realise it. They see sex in the city and they think it's sex, but it's money. Um, and this is one of those kind of scenes where you see it because Carrie was broke and then she runs off with this friend she hasn't seen in ages and starts following all these rich men about. Why? Because money. And then she needed money to buy her house as well because she, for whatever reason, has spent all her money on shoes. $40,000 worth of shoes. Like... Hadn't saved. And zilch. In the bank. <laughs> zilch in the bank. And this, she was in her 30s at this point. Do you know, like, watching that episode made me really, like scared she's a shit writer oh wow tell us how you really feel <laughs> she is entitled she is. so she was shocked that aiden res- decided to rescind his offer to buy the apartment she was always complaining making everything about her and even thinking that she was entitled to a second chance with aiden because what she did is class as harassment she followed this guy about stood outside yeah. of his window if a guy was doing it to a girl so it wouldn't true. be cute so it's a lot of entitlement thinking after you cheat on someone they should give you a second chance um so she's self-obsessed and i think the little east eggs of this but people might not pick it up she decided on charlotte's wedding day to tell aiden about the cheating and i don't think that was by accident i think it was a day that wasn't about her so she had to make yeah, it about her because thing. all the conversation on the wedding day was about her and Aiden Aiden couldn't even come to the wedding because he was so upset why did you choose yeah, this day yeah that's true yeah she is she's problematic I do agree I think her head's her head is always in the clouds um before we get into dissecting her relationships and her friendships and all of that stuff just wanted to mention a few things about her character and also the thing not even the character but the things that didn't add up in the story in that mm. so in the fourth season it says that like that's when her 35th birthday happened and then she also says that her relationship with um, I think there's a line um, that she says her relationship with New York City or sorry her relationship with the city is about 18 years old which means that she would have moved there when she was about 17 but then in the flipping movie it says that she moved there when she was 20 and for me it's a real bugbear of mine where oh show, when shows cannot like get their math together the math isn't mathing like just be consistent like if you decide this person is born on this date can that just be the same throughout the entire thing like let just let us know can i just say so one of our favorite shows does this and i don't know if you picked it up when you were watching it the office did this so when um but there was a yes. bit where jim and pam were talking and pam was talking about how the day jim came to the office and she told him that um welcome to your new life you'll never forget the day you met your desk mate dwight and then about two seasons down the line, Pam, Jim talks about the day Pam came and came into the office and started working there and realising he liked her. And I was just like, guys, 
this is a fucking basic thing. Like their relationship is one of the biggest things of the show. Get your shit together. And I understand what happens. What happens is you start off the show. Mm-hmm. You don't know how far this show is going to go. So in the early seasons, you say a lot of shit. And then as things progress, you have to create this timeline. I get it. Cool. Um, but guys, <laughs> let's just stop doing it. Stop doing it. Think ahead. Yeah, literally stop doing it. Think ahead. Think big. Think that you're going to get, you're renewed for a second, third and fourth season. Honestly, exactly. No, I completely agree. It's just so frustrating. It's just simple shit. Remember the timelines. Also, I would have assumed that with shows like important dates things like that they're written and they're there for you people to refer back to but clearly not it's attention Um, to detail mate (laughs) right exactly um so with carrie as well another thing i guess another reason why it perplexes me that she's able to work the job that she works it doesn't pay very well and live where she buy all of these shoes and always go out all the time is that she also doesn't come from a wealthy family like her friend charlotte i mean to be fair we really don't know much about her life before she ended up in uh, manhattan and before like the start of the show we really find out nothing about yeah. her past like at all um, I don't even know if we know that she has any siblings maybe she's a child I don't really know her backstory I'm not sure anything about her mother because at least with some of the other I think all of the other characters they Samantha we saw Charlotte's brother we saw Miranda's like um, mom yeah. we saw Big's mother like we saw everybody else like we had some sort of a backstory everybody else and nothing Charlotte nothing Harry which, I yeah. guess this is just a tense testament to how selfish she is I mean I guess she moves away from home and leaves everyone behind which is great did you pick up on the fact that she was like I don't know what the opposite of feminist is but she was that whatever it was what from the research or from the show itself just from the show and from like yeah from the show because yeah so it really I don't think she was a feminist but I don't I would say she's the opposite okay like actively she's the antichrist of feminists no no no, no. I, I wouldn't say actively yeah but um, she just, I don't know, she was a bit of a patriarchal princess. Yeah, so yes. I don't know if you remember the episode where Big she runs into Big and Natasha at mm-hmm. the party. And then it's this whole thing about how there are two types of women in the world. The simple girl, Natasha, and the Katie girl, Carrie. And how, you know, men just want the simple girl and they can't handle the, the Katie girl, blood, blood, blood. And it was very, um, it just, I don't know how to explain it, but it was very problematic. There aren't two types of women in the world. And just because Big didn't want you doesn't make Natasha simple. It just means he wanted Natasha. So that's mm. the thing. She really knew nothing about this woman. I think also someone like Carrie could not fathom the fact that Big didn't want to be with didn't want to be with her. Yeah. And he wanted to do the marriage and all of that stuff with somebody else. Because this woman mm. literally threw herself and was ready and literally molded and changed herself into she stayed ready. whatever he wanted to be and it wasn't enough. So that definitely got to her. Um, which is also why I think she was so comfortable like doing the cheating shit because mm. she kind of thought, I think she thought yes finally I've got him like I have something she doesn't have that's why he's coming back to me and I just think are you proud are you not ashamed of yourself are you not embarrassed this is really embarrassing sis. she just lacks self-awareness <laughs> all around taking it back to her clothes so she lives in this apartment she makes zero money and she is a style icon apparently according to some what I will say is <laughs> what I will say is do you know what the way Carrie dresses for me is she dresses like somebody that has lots of money to buy designer stuff but no sense of style whatsoever like you yes. just put the expensive things on and just hope it works like and there's works, somebody yeah. else <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get flogged 
for just like going at these reality TV people. There's somebody else that does that sometimes for me or a lot of times. Um, for Made and Chelsea, Louise Thompson, most of the time, right? Like she dresses and her outfits look good, but then there's always something that I'm like, oh, just, you didn't need that. What are yeah, you doing? Like, just take that off. Like you didn't need that. Do you know who else does it? Laura Govan. Laura Govan. Do you know, do you remember her? She was in Basketball yeah. Wives. Categorically, <laughs> one thing about Laura is she's always going to be the worst dressed. You're always going to be like, sis, what? are you doing (laughs) did did stevie wonder dress you like what are you doing categorically (laughs) for the fashion i just had one line i was like belt on stomach i knew you were going to mention that i think that sums it up nothing no outfit in this on this planet has ever made me so angry (laughs) what was that why why would you put on an outfit that was actually quite decent and then think you need to put a belt on your stomach the belt that's the thing like there's one thing you could just take off and i can't remember who i've read that um famous line from like when you're getting dressed always take one thing off these women need to remember mm. that line because i yeah. just didn't understand like the, okay what i will say is carrie had one or two outfits that like a handful of outfits which we'll share after this episode airs that i thought okay do you know what sis this worked and this looked good but most of the time there were plain mm. dresses and she did nothing else to it that time that she wore that silk ivory colored slip dress she yeah. looked incredible but mm. i think it was more her that the dress was great but also her body looked great and she didn't add rubbish to it and it was just simple yeah. like those were her best outfit and the day she fell into the, the pond that dress as well was amazing yes exactly that's the thing it's always the dresses that are simple and have nothing done to them that are her best outfits um so maybe mm. she needs to stop thinking she's a style icon and putting things together what i will also say is part of the problem is she's american like their dress sense is very different so that's true i forgot about that because i've i've spoken to other americans like i've been in clubhouse rooms talking about carrie and her fashions and i've been like this is super problematic and people are ready to go to but defending her and I'm just like you lot are I will scream on this podcast are you kidding me (laughs) honestly I just think okay guys like we're gonna have to agree to disagree you lot need to get it to Together. For real, they're just our problematic cousins. Yeah. yeah. So that I didn't get. Like, her, oh, I don't know, her dress sense for me just really annoys me because I think that like, mm. she just mixes a whole bunch of stuff together. And, okay, what what's annoying is I feel like sometimes it could work because she does try to mix, like, vintage stuff with more modern, um, like, pieces and things like that. And I'm like, okay, this could work if the stuff looked good together. Yeah. But it just doesn't. And also her, even her shoes, even out of her shoes, like, there's some pairs of shoes that I'm like, these are cute. But then you're spending $500. You have no money in the bank at least make sure all of this shit looks good it doesn't and also like that season where she was pregnant I can't remember what season it was that was categorically <laughs> her worst dressed season did they even try that, I'll never forget the bandana with one white long top dress and then <laughs> pedal pushes and I was just like what I, whoever did wardrobe they need to fire them I know the yeah, show is over honest, but still fire them like it's honestly, ridiculous and I just I do know what I really want to say it's an American thing because for example Emily in Paris even the dressing the fashion sense and that wasn't it just wasn't great was it not good no have you seen it no I mean it's worth watching if you want something to watch I enjoyed it if it, if another season came out I would watch it but like I think I'm a whore for watching shit on TV so just so I can talk about it I hated both her wedding outfits as well yeah they just weren't great oh one of my favourite outfits was the suit that she wore to her what's his name oh that guy's wedding wedding. yeah it was great so you didn't like it okay this is weird I like women in suits I think it can look quite sexy but I don't like women in suits when they're with a guy because then it's just like what are you doing and I think it was a bit too much because her and Big were like wearing the same suit okay that's fair so it's kind of like I get you yeah information overload at that point I remember 
remember seeing where she she modelled for that fashion show. Oh my god. <laughs> Carry, 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 I'm carry. Just, I'm holding the bridge of my nose, and I think I'm just going to keep doing that a lot through this show. I'm knackered already. Like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, can we nap and then come back to this? Because yeah, for real, she exhausts <sighs> you just to, to think about her. Is to to think about Carrie. To know Carrie is to hate her and be tired. <laughs> she modeled for that fashion for that um brand and i just thought in that fashion show and i thought sorry you guys like why first of all yeah but what i will say about the show is that she i think and everyone's probably aware of this she wore a hell of a lot of designers yeah like a hell of a lot christine dior chanel she had the um, saddlebag gucci like she did yeah she did. I'm trying to think. I can't remember what it looks like now because I actually also I think I remember at the time looking at it, thinking I didn't like that. It was denim style of the. <laughs> yeah. So it's like she'll, she'll have a good thing and then she'll make it rubbish. That is the thing. She always has to pick the worst of it. Who has a denim saddlebag? Even then, who <laughs> who does that? You saw the whites. You saw the leather. You saw the. You saw the black. Like, you, you saw, saw the black. The you saw all the different like, ones, and you went and chose denim. Who does that? Who that does is that? The thing. Like she wore a lot. Of course, Manolo. Do you remember the episode where her? Manolo's got robbed. <laughs> and I was like, this is what you deserve. And she didn't want to take them off. Give me a bag. What? It's... And your Manolo Blahniks. What? No. Give me a fucking Blahniks. These guys weren't just after money anymore. They were after fashion. Please, sir, they're my favorite pair. I got them half price at a, at a sample sale. Oh my god! It reminds me of the scene in Clueless where Cher was. They were trying to. I think they were trying to rob her. They did rob her. Hand it over. Give me the phone. Back to. Come on! Now get down on the ground. Face down. Come on! Oh no! You don't understand. This is an alaya. And a what? And it just made me laugh because yeah, it reminded me of that scene. Yeah, I think. um Cher is what Carrie would have been if she had sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Cher dressed way better. Way like, better. Just Are you kidding look, me? Just iconic looks. I love Cher. So Carrie wore a hell of a, hell of a lot of designers. Like even some UK designers like Vivian Westwood, which is cool. Fendi, yeah. Gucci, you name it, she wore it. And I think I've already mentioned or quite a few times about the fact that this woman had no money and was just splashing out on designer. Like her whole yeah. wardrobe is unaffordable for somebody like her, which doesn't make sense. Like, and also that speaks to her fucking bad money management the fact that she maxes out or maxed out all of her credit cards she couldn't secure a loan because she couldn't freaking save how money. much did she have in her checking $800, account $800 I think it was I want to say it was oh, 800 do you know that like, it's oh god it's frightening after like how in your mid 30s and working, you can't even in your buy 30s. your apartment even if she saved lots of money couldn't buy her, an apart- her apartment at least she saved some stuff right mm. and it's not like she couldn't because not you don't need to sorry the woman had $40,000 in shoes alone so make it make sense like right and what's really funny is when she called her um, addiction to, sho- to shoes a substance abuse problem. I was just like, girl, you need to freaking get it together. You need to grow up. I need to get with the program. This show is should be called Sex, Money and White Privilege. Because it's only white, it's only a white person that can come and say that they a shoe addiction. Sis, you need to get with the program. People, it's people dying in this world. Like, nobody cares about your stupid Manolos. Like, yeah, no. There's, there's a lot of white, there's a, and that's the thing. I think I mentioned this earlier. There's a lot of um, entitlement, white privilege in this show. 
yeah, and entitlement from these white women, um, which is why whenever the topic of adding in a black person comes up, I'm like, no. Fair enough. Yeah. Because I, I think that, I think actually. the whole premise of this show is money and white privilege. I think sex is just what people, what they used to cover it. But the themes are money and white privilege. And um, Do you know what? That's very fair, actually. So yeah, moving swiftly on into the stuff that we are all here for. Her relationships. <laughs> Grab a glass of wine or a bottle, you'll probably need it. Um, so, starting with Jack Berger. So, but before we even start with, did you know that she had a total of 27, like, relationships? Did she? Wow, yeah. isn't that more than, or as much as Samantha? Samantha had 20, 27 sexual relationships. That's true. Wow. These were people that Carrie actually dated. How do you have enough time in your life to enter whole relationships with 27 people? Just entanglement <laughs> after entanglement. This is why she's confused. That is that is a lot. Because, like, sleeping with yeah. 27 people, I'm like, that's fine. You know, that's cool. That's very different to go, getting into actual relationships, relationships with these people. Yeah. Where do you have the time? I'm confused. My dear? I don't know. <laughs> we're about to find out. Literally. Um, just, and it's something I think, just before we actually get into Jack um, Berger, the one that left her the note. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I speak. Girl, but before we get into it, just like, I think we've spoken about this before and probably in our lives as well, when we um, did them, um, Carrie self-sabotages a oh, lot my good like Lord. all the time like something might be going good and she'll be like in her head mm, what's the best way that i can fuck this Ruined. up she's ex- she's the most self-destructive character i've ever seen like she i've never come across somebody who just does not want to see themselves win the way she doesn't honestly like i remember that time quickly she tried to go to therapy pre- for a little bit because i was gonna oh, say God. you need to go to therapy to figure out why you don't love yourself like literally also the thing is maybe that's it because her dad i think they mentioned somewhere in the show that her dad left or maybe i saw it when i was reading up but her dad left her and her mom when she was five so maybe that's mm. it maybe that's her issue yeah um but yeah it's just so self-destructive so she starts dating this guy Jack Berger, who I just, this is also another thing that just annoys me. Oh my God. I just, for me, it's really interesting the way other people view her character because Jack Berger is described as her intellectual counterpart. And what intellect? (laughs) What intellect? You people are just going to come on. But I just would never would have used those two thing words together to describe. Describe Carrie. Uh, Yeah. And like, because he's a, he's a writer, he is... Um, just because people have the same job, it doesn't mean they're intellectually yoked. You can't just come on Bruno Mars's internet and lie. <laughs> like, this is literally mean? Bruno Mars' age, age Anson Pack internet and you're coming to lie. Sis. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, how <sighs> dare they? I just don't get it. They talk about, when I was reading it, people were talking about, like, their witty banter. And I'm just what like, banter? what witty banter? Like, come what on. What banter? She's just a bitch. Somebody being a bitch doesn't make them witty. I just don't get it. Oh, if that was the case, I'd be the wittiest of them all. I just can we, don't get it. Can we get this shit together, That's please? This thing. is pissing me off. I, mean, yeah, also, I didn't 
understand. So they started dating and it all just seemed really quick, like most of Carrie's relationships. Yeah. She meets someone, it's really quick and she's besotted with them and love she, with like, them. Did she like hunt him down also? Yeah, she did. And then invited There's them weird. around yeah. with her mates. And now, like, I remember the scene that really sticks out to me is when they, I think she was desperate for her friends to meet this guy. Mm. Why? I don't know. But desperate for her friends to meet this guy. I guess she she thought she was, he was so amazing. Anyway, um, and I think Miranda was, they were at this bar. Miranda was complaining about a guy not calling back. So he kissed me goodnight at the door. I invited him up. He couldn't because he had an early meeting. We kissed again. Then he said he'd call. Two kisses. Very promising. You think even though he didn't come up? Definitely. It means he likes you, but he wants to take it slow. That's nice. Burger, what do you think? You really want to know? Please, I would love to have a man's opinion for a change. All right, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. He's just not that into you. And he was very blunt and like straight to the point about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think him and Carrie went home and argued about that later about how he was being a dick to um, her friends. But for me, what I didn't understand is I'm pretty sure like I feel like for what I saw about of Jack until he this guy didn't change his character. He was always seemed like an yeah, annoying crap to was, begin yeah. with. So I was just like, why are you desperate for this guy to meet your friends? Why are you desperate to be with him? So even the note, whilst I was kind of surprised, I wasn't at the same time because I just no. thought I thought he was I knew he was gonna he, do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I knew he was going to leave. I just thought, why were you hedging all your bets on this asshole? This guy. But it's a lack of awareness. It literally shows how irresponsible she is because rather than take the time to get to know someone before you bring them into your life she's so quick to like yeah she's had her moments you know and she has this thing where she thinks she can fix every guy she's with so there'll be red flags but she'll think oh i can fix him do you remember when she was like sleeping with the um the um guy from therapy that she met you didn't even know what he was in there for he even told you he could be a compulsive masturbator (laughs) and you followed him home Of masturbating. Also, the guy that ignored her, ignored her, ignored her, and she was just. Also, her harassment of men on this show is super problematic. It's really bad. She just needs. It's too much. She needs needs to to chill. Like, put it in your pants and. The desperation reeks. Um, Yeah, he followed and she tried, she kept trying and he put her off and he also even said, well, my therapist said I shouldn't be having sex for this long and I've gotten up to this stage. This is where I'm at with my sobriety, blah, blah, blah. So, nah, forget what the the experts say. Listen to me. Listen to me. (laughs) Literally, what the hell? No, she's very shit too. Do you even remember when she was dating that weird guy she met at the comic book store? And, um he was some young kid and then she was following him home and doing weed and eating chicken and then her ma- his mum like came and saw them and it's just like what are you doing this guy was like early 20s you are literally in your mid to late th- what are you actually doing Carrie for me it was the because the thing is I guess I don't want to age shame like you can date whoever you want but for me it was yeah. the the lack of maturity with the men she was dating that was yeah. it. like they were clearly very juvenile and very childish mm. and I think maybe for her it kept her young and she thought this is exciting because for some reason mm. there was no excitement in her life like Big wasn't running around chasing her so she had nothing to be excited about so yeah I just she just she doesn't she's not very good at picking like at all even she's just not very good at picking I think there was one person she the universe happened to have blessed her with someone that was great and we'll get into Aiden oh, and then yeah. she just was thinking yeah no that was just one guy like also just one guy yeah the note on again I think this speaks to uh, Forens' point about the white privilege because Berger left the note and I was just like this is problematic but also sorry if a guy left a note like that there's no way in hell I will carry that around with me Do 
to all the clubs in freaking Manhattan and be showing the world. I wouldn't hunt down his friends and be like, this is what your friend left what me. What are they supposed to do? It's so weird. Literally, what do you want them to do? Flog him? Like, <laughs> you know, what? Like, it's so bizarre. Also, it just, it's embarrassing for you. And they ended up calling her crazy. And then you're there, like, going toe to toe with these men. I just don't understand. And then she gets arrested for some reason and still has enough to stick that note. To, I think she says that she has a bad day, which is supposedly the explanation for her behaviour. And then sticks that note on the car window of the police car. And I'm just like, girl. And all is forgotten. That was the most annoying scene. I was just that was like... Black people get thrown into prison for a lot less. That was the most annoying scene. Let's be real. This, li- listen, let's be real. Let us be real. Oh, yeah. But I just put for Jack Berger, that's exactly what she deserved. <laughs> what she got from him was what she... That was that relationship was perfect. I don't it was what Carrie deserved. No, do you know what? That yeah. that's probably yeah, I agree, that's spot on. And then I know we mentioned we've mentioned the um the guy in therapy that she slept with, and then he reverted back. I also I guess for him, he really should have stood strong in his sobriety, but that's another story. Yeah. And then we move on to Sean, better known as the bisexual man that she dated. dated. Was in a relationship with, had sex with, like Yeah, it was for an episode. Yeah. I feel like this just this episode really just spoke to was a testament to Carrie's lack of character. Um, so there's been a lot of there's been a lot of conversation about her because she's a sex columnist and she's quite prudish. She does so shame you claim well. to be yeah, you shame people, you kink shame, you came to be like the you know the woman leading the sexual revolution and revolution then revolution my ass. But then you get rattled by a a man that's a bisexual literally you get rattled a man that's a bisexual now is rattling to you like what is going on such and I feel a perplexing like, thing for her I don't get it literally I feel like this relationship again was one of those things that just highlights how much of a shitty person she is like it wasn't a long relationship but you get to see and even he was like to her you know you're kind of backwards yes right like, she was because that's the thing I just I, I just don't understand like you said how can you be a sex columnist and then be openly shaming people something like and it's not even like these are super like first of all Crazy exactly kinks. showing people about really basic kinks it's not super weird and wonderful kinks and you know problematic or questionable things and you're and also I don't understand how you're hung up on a guy being bisexual it's not a crazy concept to grasp like it's just not difficult and I don't understand why it was the end of the world like anything anyone ever did that was remotely sexual remotely I guess non-vanilla she couldn't handle like, it I think there was a guy yeah the guy that had his tongue pierced she was so obsessed like she just she was just so obsessed with that I just didn't get it yeah, she... The whole thing is an oxymoron, to be fair. It doesn't make any sense. Her, as a person, that she doesn't make so, yeah, sense. that happened. Um, and then she also dated Bill, the politician. Oh, God, Bill. <laughs> I mean... I've seen him in something else. What was that? I can't remember. He has been in hella stuff. He has been in Mad Men. He was in the Amazon Prime Modern Love series. He was also in some other stuff as well. That man has been in hella stuff. And he's always some sort of politician. Mm. Like It's like old yeah. white guy is him. Again, this relationship kind of highlighted that she was a prude. I mean, I'm not saying that we should all go around peeing on men. But <laughs> again, so, you... Yeah, this is what I was going to say actually about that his kink shape his kink sorry is that yes Carrie was shaming like super basic kinks and stuff like that but I um and Carrie's problematic so I actually don't give her a pass for that but I mm. and I don't care who flogs me because I said what I said but I firmly believe that some kinks need to be shamed that um like stuff like scat for me is one of them like is that no, scat not, is that no, what it is um, I think people refer to that as like water sports maybe or like yes what's scat it comes from like your genitals but a different area is it like 
the poop. <laughs> the poop. <laughs> oh, okay. But I felt, and I said what I said, but I just think some kinks need to be shamed because I think there's some stuff like, and there's also some race play stuff that people are into that I'm just like, this is, there's yeah. some deeper rooted reasons and we can't just be out here allowing a whole bunch of shit that is just not okay. Black people, can I just say, if your white partner ever asks you to like, call a mess <laughs> Or ask you to put any chains on you. You need to, you know, break the shackles of your feet so you can dance. did not sing that song for nothing <laughs> literally they did not sing that song for nothing race play is not okay you need to ask your man why he can only get hard if you are wearing chains and whips and shit yikes. like bruh oh my god big yikes this is a big yikes and i am coming to some people's bedrooms right now and shaking the table honestly. but please like yeah honestly but no i agree with you. i feel like for the everyday person if a guy asks you to pee on them it's like whoa there you go way too much dip on your chip <laughs> But Carrie is meant to be this open-minded sex columnist. And I'm not saying she should have trickled, but I'm saying that I don't think she needs, like, if she really was as open-minded as she claims to be, this shouldn't have been, oh my gosh, That's pee. Fair. Like, have you not come across this before? This reminds me of the episode of The Office where, um, I've said, I love this episode so much, where they're doing Jan's baby shower and then Phil does it, Phyllis does it. And then Michael comes in and is like, you know what, Phyllis, I think you need to step it up. I think you need to get the lead out because if I'm not mistaken, we gave you your wedding shower here. We all came into this room and gave you a golden shower. Well, you know what? Where's my golden shower, Phyllis? <laughs> oh my God, I actually laughed. Pam was like, I don't think you know what you're saying. <laughs> the Michael Scott is so funny. <laughs> oh God, there's always a Michael Scott got moment in life. Everything relates to him. <laughs> goodness um yeah so with bill okay i get it like the thing is for me is that i think yeah she should be open-minded in that being aware that people are into this but i also don't think just because she's a sex columnist she needs to want to do these things herself because you know we like what we like and we don't like what we don't like that's fair but i think the way she was like her, i think the fact that she freaks out so much as if somebody's just yeah, slapped her mouth shows... is what for me just yeah just baffles me <laughs> baffles me also I feel like that relationship again was um something that highlights that this show is about money because she saw him as a powerful uh rich guy that could change her life and listen Carrie is not the kind of woman that could be a politician's wife you're into fashion you're into this you're into that so you're you were not equally yoked but she was willing to follow this man because he had money. And I think that's, again, it's just another highlight. He had money, he had power, he had status. And that's all Carrie needs to drop her pants. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, that's fair. But then please explain to me why she dated like that 20 year old who was living in his mum's place where they were eating KFC and smoking weed. Because she's self-destructive. That's fair. You know, and I think she fair. knew that was like a fling. I think she said it, didn't she, that she... She knew. Wasn't it that episode about the like 20 something guy or something? Like, she... yeah, yeah, some dumb. Yeah, the whole thing with Bill, I was like, okay, first of all, the relationship with Bill didn't even really make sense because, yeah, it just, 
didn't make sense. Like, they didn't seem like people that were compatible one needed to be together anyway. And then on top of that, like, okay, and then the, I guess the whole sex thing there, obviously they weren't sexually compatible. Cool. I mean, that's fine. But even the way she did it, she it's like she attempted to embarrass him because he was like, well, this is what I'm into. Yeah. It's just like, okay, fine, you're not into it. You can go. And wasn't he, like, embarrassed of calling her, like, a sex columnist as well? Like, he didn't want his... Understandably. I don't know why they were even together. Like, he wanted to I'm stop saying. doing the column as well. Like, Literally. if he was to get further along in his political career. And I thought, well, then why are you together? She always does this. And she'll, like, things will not even be serious with a guy, but she's plotting, like, oh, I'm going to move to Paris with you. Like, <laughs> fuck off. She always meets and they get it because they are older, they're more established, they have status, they are wanting to change and mold women. That's fine, but you don't need to rush into that situation. Like, yeah, a lot of at the this time, stage. the men will say, Well, this is the kind of woman I want, or this is the kind of, they will at least hint in some ways yeah. that, okay, I'm going to expect the person I'm with to do XYZ. And she'll mm. still go there, skip along, and then mm. be surprised when he doesn't, he's asking you to stop writing your column because it's not good yeah. for his image. Go! he let you know that that was going to be the case anyway like the fuck oh chow oh chile chile moving on from water sports bill onto <laughs> the russian um alexander the russian Petras- lover <laughs> oh my goodness so she starts a relationship with him that in itself makes no sense <laughs> they were the most, most mismatched couple the ever they even met wasn't it that wasn't it charlotte that took her to an exhibition an art, yeah and gallery. she made fun yeah. of his art yeah exactly she doesn't even like the art or like art anyway she didn't even know who he was and Charlotte took her there because she needed someone to go with and Charlotte was really looking forward to it and then he met Carrie and they ended up I guess liking one another and wanting to start dating but so they I don't know so he's rich he's successful he's older and I think that's rushed that is Carrie's um MO which isn't a bad MO because but you still need to make sure that you're compatible in other (laughs) areas no absolutely and i just don't think they were all they were their compatibility begin began and ended in their like um sexual chemistry they were like they she liked having sex with him she liked being around him physically but then that was it i think there was a time he went away um for a while before they moved to paris and there was just no it just it just seemed that there was just no conversation in the relationship it was really just physical they'd meet each other they'd go to dinner they'd have sex and she was like physical and materialistic the man of my dreams yeah he could like pay for stuff he lived in a nice apartment he was cultured and that was it and then didn't she fall down on one of their dates did she she fell down yeah i don't know why that was a thing but she (laughs) fell down and then he's talking to mcdonald's it was a weird and also, can I just say, go inside fast food restaurants is only cute when your man's rich because you know that he can take you to like at the drop of a hat, you know. That, so it's like, it's cute. It's like, oh, let's do something different. Let's do what the poor people do. But like when your man doesn't have money, going to McDonald's is not cute. I, I just want to highlight that, please. Because some guys on Twitter will be like, is this a date to y'all? No, it's not a fucking date. Take yeah, me to Burger King and buy me. Literally, it's not a date. Okay, it's only cute when your man has money. Because you know, if you want that caviar, he can get it for you. Please. Also, what I want to establish is, did Carrie date Alexandra Petrowski before Aiden or after Aiden? After Aiden. So so it went Aiden. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, it was Aiden. And then Big. Yeah, yeah. it went Aiden. Yeah, 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 she right. him with Big. Um, date some random people. Aiden again. Um, to be fair, Big has been around from the very beginning. But then yeah. I guess she dated Aiden and then Big. And then. Yeah, then she dated Berger after Aiden and yes. then back to Big. Yeah. 
Carrie then, so yeah, she starts dating, uh, she starts dating the Russian um, and then he needs to move to, he needs to move to Paris. And I think because she's so desperate to feel wanted and oh, God. like taken care of and like part of somebody's life, the fact that he says, well, you can move there with me. She's so excited and besotted, not even thinking about things properly in long term in terms of like, you know, his life how their lives are going to come together because yeah. she doesn't even find out he has a daughter until she moves to Paris yeah. and then that's when she's like oh I'm not sure and that's when she starts thinking you know can I still be with him or not because I think he doesn't want any more kids and for some reason which doesn't actually make sense to me she's still considering the possibility of having kids but yet she didn't want to do that with Aiden like that was part of the reason oh, they didn't gosh. want to be together and I'm like how this does that even make no. sense no, so she knew he had a kid before because I remember the episode where they're in bed and he tells her, tells her he has a grown-up daughter, um, but he doesn't want any more. Yes, yes. And then she's kind of, she goes off into this rant like to herself and her friends about how, um, you know, she doesn't know if she can do this. She doesn't know if she wants to be a stepmom. What if the kid hates her? And what if she wants a kid like a few years down the line? And I remember thinking, sis, you're pushing 40. A few years down the line is now. If you want the kid now, then say you want the kid now and act. Like, listen, as much as I'm... Literally, let's be realistic. Women... Take ownership of your body and your reproductive, you know, timeline. But also be aware of the fact that biology is biology and at a certain point you cannot make babies. So I remember, because me and my sister were like watching an episode and we're thinking, when is it then, then a few years down the line? Is it when you're 50 or 60? Like, like I just didn't understand. Have you, seen that, have you seen that video where it's like this old guy like walking through like the city with a pimp stick and somebody was like, oh, me at my kids' um, graduation because I had them in my 40s. <laughs> Listen, like, yeah. But I just didn't get that because part of the. So, first of all, yeah, she cheated on Aiden. But the reason why, like, even when Aiden proposed, she was, like, not sure because she was thinking, oh my God, a family, kids, mm. I'm not sure, I don't want to do this. And ultimately, I think she decided, like, okay, kids and that whole family setup wasn't for her. Um, and then now you're dating somebody else and he's categorically told you something that, I'm sorry, me as a viewer, I thought this is what she would want. Mm. He's already got a kid of his own. He doesn't he doesn't want to have children. He just wants to live his life and be happy and that's fine. And now you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I want kids. Girl, when are you going to decide? Can and this is not, and know, end up with Big who didn't want kids. So what, what are you even saying? Thank you. And then, then she decides, oh, I don't want kids. And, 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 and I just... Oh my goodness. I Carrie just... is extremely inconsistent. And if Carrie tells you today that the sky is blue, I suggest you look out of the window and check. <laughs> like, 100%. You can't hold on to anything she says as facts. Like, this one does not even know what she wants from her own life. Honestly, if she says two plus two is four, you better pull out a calculator. Literally. And I just think it's just, even her following him to Paris without even knowing if their, like, desires are aligned. And she gave him everything. You know, this man put his work before her time after time. He was borderline controlling. But she didn't care because he had money and status. And this is what I mean. I just don't This is literally what I mean. The show is about money and status because the men she's willing to change everything for are a particular kind of guy. Big, Alexandra. She didn't have this energy for Aiden. She needs a man that's borderline toxic, has money, has status for her to like feel like, ooh, like 
you know that oh my god you've hit the nail on the head in terms of toxicity like that's it she goes for toxic men and that's who she's willing to bend over backwards and completely change her life for because even at the point when she moved to Paris this man like and she'd already in her head identified all of the ways in which Petrowski wasn't able to commit to her or wouldn't Mm. be able to commit to her because he is so self-absorbed and self-obsessed he's so involved with his art and his friend and his life and all of that stuff fine she's already aware of that yet she still decides to go on with the relationship anyway for whatever amount of time and it's like well, if you're already at that point where you've realized this is never going to why, amount to anything what, and you want it to so amount to what something are you doing? why are yeah, you there yeah and again like back to carrie carrie is the queen of damsel in distress she always needs somebody oh particularly God. men to save her because even as they were moving to paris she couldn't get her shit together she um her apartment he ended up having to pay for it whilst they were in paris and i mean again it's white privilege because she always has somebody to save her when she needs it big saved her from the russian that's also what i don't understand there's always a guy she gets herself into these situations and there's going to be a man to come around and fix it so just a little fun fact about the russian so i found this really interesting the producers got her to date this russian guy because everyone thought big was too old for her so they i think they did some sort of survey or some of the, the comments was from this watch what no he was oh, older than exactly. Big. So basically yeah. what they did was they made her date like a really, really old guy so that when she would end up with Big, people would warm to the idea. And they that was hilarious. That was why they had the Russian. Two, uh, wait, how old was Big though? Wasn't Big like 10 years older or something? I don't know. I think he was, he's been in his, I think he's been in his 40s since the show started. Oh, okay. And then he no, progressed then his 50s. Yeah, so then that, I guess that would make sense because she starts, like when we see her, she's like 31, 32. So if he's like, I don't know, in his 40s, like, I don't know, let's say he's in his 40s, I would, I don't know, personally, I feel like 10 years is... Yeah, I mean, I guess Not like when it's yeah, but she started off as this airy fairy young woman writing yes, this sex column. Do you know what? This is the problem, actually. This is my problem is the fact that because she's written the way she's written, despite her age, she's still infantilized. Exactly. Because this woman is not a child. Exactly. And like, oh my god, he's too old for her. She's not 15. She yeah. is a grown ass 30 something yeah. year old woman. That's that's the reason why people were like, oh, he's too old. So they obviously, because they knew she was going to end up with Big, they needed an older guy so that it would mellow it out. So that was why they had the Russian. That's interesting. And actually, my last thing just about the Russian guy and the whole relationship and her moving to Paris is Carrie doesn't even... She's just... That's ownership of her own life mm. she doesn't even want to take her own life and the things that happen into her own hands because she knew she was moving to paris like this man convinced her fine to move to paris and at no point did she attempt to even learn the language she gets there she can't speak the language she has no friends she can't communicate with anyone and then he leaves her alone and then what does she do and she finally makes she, she doesn't even still try to learn the language but she writes she has that book she makes those friends and like they throw a party for her and she doesn't go to it but it's still like why don't you attempt to learn the language so you can communicate with people in the country that you live in what were you going to also what did you think you were going to do you were going to be glued to um the russian the entire time yeah and this is the thing about her running off with somebody without knowing that their desires are in mind aligned because i think from time at home he was showing you that his art is the most important thing to him and he put his work before you time after time why did you think going to paris things would be any different because he went to Paris and he did Thank what he was doing you. in America. And if you had taken the time to flag and been like, oh shit, this is kind of a red flag. I don't know if I can do this. You wouldn't be where you are, waiting for Big to Honestly. save you. Honestly. Honestly. Yet she was confused. 
when she got there. Like, what are you confused about, sis? What I will say is he was freaking consistent. Um, so then that brings us to the next partner that she's had. Like, my favourite. Aiden is my favourite. <sighs> like, this man just in my eyes and I really hate to say this about men because like I'm a firm like a perpetual member of the men are, tra- men are trash club. yeah I'm CEO but, <laughs> but Aiden did nothing wrong like I can't say that Aiden this was something that Aiden did uh, I mean I'm trying he, to think he did when. cheat on his wife with her when they kissed in I wish that so had not happened. Is, Aiden did nothing wrong in their relationship. Everything that happened with Aiden afterwards, I don't care. <laughs> but in his relationship with Carrie, um, in terms of yeah, in terms of how he navigated that, I think he was a really good guy. Yeah. So he was great. He like he was one of her long term boyfriends, and he just he was just a good guy, and he was good natured. He was the thing is right. What was really interesting is that he was the complete opposite of Big. Yes. He was the big antidote. Yes. Like after you've had a yes. dose of big, you take the a shot of antidote. Aiden. Yes. To... Big, big on. That's what it should be yeah. called. Like, yeah, no, he completely, he was like, yeah, for the most part, their relationship did seem like perfect. He was sincere. He was loving. He was like emotionally intelligent. Yep. He was open. He was like understanding. He was willing to grow with her and learn. And he was patient. Oh, he was willing to do he anything. He was patient. Yeah. Speaking on like him being the big answer, I I think they actually did this on purpose because I remember the scene where obviously Carrie tries to see Big's mum and it's just like, what the fuck? But then I remember the counterpart of where Carrie like quote unquote bumps into Aiden's parents and he just introduces her to him, to them. Yes. Literally, he, she... They're meaning to do this. This is who she is. Yeah, literally. Because he's been talking to them about her already. It's not some big surprise, like, who the fuck is this woman? Like, I just don't get it. Like, somebody that's giving you the stuff that you want, and you are, this is why she self-sabotages. He's giving you the stuff that you want, and you're finding any reason and excuse to ruin that. To the point where you end up having to cheat on Big, cheat on Aiden with Big. But Carrie doesn't want to be happy, and I feel like the sooner people understand that Carrie is a person who perpetually loves to be in confusion and misery, because even... In the movie, I know we're not focusing on the movie, but even in the movie, when everything is settled with her and Big and it seems like they have no more drama, she decides to go and kiss um, Aiden. So, yeah, she's not so, she's not a person who will choose happiness and peace. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of the first part of the Carol Bradshaw episode. And we will be back with you with part two next week for us. Tell us where they can find us. They can find us on Twitter and Instagram um, at Character Replay. Um, I was going to say they could find us somewhere else, but I think that's it. We do clubhouse rooms sometimes. We also have a clubhouse group. Do we have a group now? Yes, we oh do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pop the champagne. We have been requesting this room for so long. <laughs> uh. We have a group, Character Replay. So make sure you join that group. So you can be kept up to date with when we have conversations about Sex and City, but a whole host of other yeah. shows and the characters. Yeah. Um, and where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram for ends with two underscores. And I also have another podcast, Two Girls, One Dog, where we recap crime documentaries with a lot of drinks and a lot of laughs. <laughs> and where can they find you, Elle? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Living by L. And I also have a website, www.livingbyl.co.uk. 
Um, so you can check it out. Check it out. So guys, make sure you subscribe to, I think it's... Like. Yeah, I think it's um, Spotify you have to subscribe to, isn't it? Spotify. Also, Apple Podcasts. Apple well. Podcasts. Subscribe there. Like, share. Leave us a review. Give us some feedback. We want it. Let us know what you think. If there are any characters or shows you would love for us to cover let us know um we do have like a timetable but we're willing to move things around just for you this has been fun but yeah we will be back next week thank you guys see you later bye